Good morning, Hillside Community Church. We are glad to have you with us this morning. A special greeting to all the moms out there. We want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. We would love to be able to see you all today, but uh, we're just glad that you're with your families and um, hopefully you're just having a great day and we pray for, your bless for blessings on your day. Um, one quick announcement before we get started here. Kind of a bummer, but we are having to cancel the kids camp for this summer. Uh, we've been talking about that for a few weeks and they've decided with all the uncertainty going on that it's best to just cancel it at this point. Uh, they are looking at some other options for this summer, maybe some ways to gather in smaller groups, uh, maybe something in the fall as well. So just keep your ears open for that and we'll see what we can do, but uh, we just want to let you know about that. Let's go ahead and uh, pray together and then we will go into a time of worship. Please join me. Father God, we uh, just come together in your name this morning. We are so thankful to be able to gather like this, Lord. So thankful for the technology that we have that can bring us together as a community, even when we're physically apart. Thank you so much, Lord, for just the way that you have brought us through this time, for the way that you have encouraged us, for the way that you have provided for us, for the way that you have blessed us, and the way that you have blessed others through us. Lord God, I want to just lift up a special prayer for all the moms, and I just want to pray for your blessings and your favor to be upon them, Lord. They have such an amazing and difficult job, but it's so, so important and so crucial. And it's especially challenging in this time when we find ourselves isolated from our normal routines and maybe with an extra burden of work and school and home life. And so I just pray for your peace to be upon every one of them out there, Lord. Thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for Kevin and the work he's done to prepare a special message today. Thank you for our worship team. Thank you for this body of believers that we call Hillside. We pray, Lord, that everything we do today would draw us closer to you and bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless? In awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You lay down your life that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? 
who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing for all that you've done for me all that you've done for me sing worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for All that you've done for me This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. I see the work of your hands 
galaxy spin in a heavenly dance, oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. And I hear the sound of your voice, all at once it's a gentle and thundering noise, oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I delight myself in you, in the glory of your presence. I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed by you. God, I run into your arms, unashamed because of mercy. your cross forgiven and free forever you'll be my God don't let you down so overwhelming I delight myself in you in the glory of your presence I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed by you God I run into your arms unashamed because of mercy I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed by you are beautiful you are beautiful oh God there is no one more beautiful you are beautiful God, you are the most beautiful, wonderful, wonderful. You are wonderful, you are wonderful. Oh God, there is no one more wonderful. You are wonderful, God, you are the most wonderful, glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious, oh God, there is no one more glorious, you are glorious.
Hello. I know Elena can hear me. That's awesome. So which one's good, this one or that one? All good. All right, perfect. I'm back. I don't know where, what you heard so far, um, but I'm just going to start over. So we're going to talk a lot about moms. Um, I think for me, the, the joy of it is just exploring God's plan and his purpose. And in that, it really reveals to me a lot of the significance and the importance that comes in understanding God's plan. And, and so the easiest way for me to do this is to talk about my mom. Um, she is a tenacious woman um, who is an unstoppable force in this world. I, I love who she is and the way that she moves. And I think, and I'm proud of this, that I'm, I'm made out of a similar kind of mold. Um, we're the type of people that we like to get things done, and we usually don't stop until they get done. My mom is also someone... Um, that grew up on an oil refinery. I still think that's crazy. Like, if you were to go to Commerce City and you know the big plants over there, the big oil refineries, and they're gated off and you're not allowed in, well, she grew up like beyond the gates and inside of the oil refinery. They actually, she grew up on Phillips. It was Phillips Refinery. And through that, I think she developed a lot of who she was. And a lot of that kind of pushed its way into my life. And I love that. Um, she was the kind of mom um, that when I came home from getting in a fight, um, she would first ask, are you okay? And then secondly, she'd look me in the eye and say, did you win? Um, she was the one that went and bought boxing gloves for us so she could throw us boys in the garage. Not my dad, um, but my mom. My mom was also the one that would want to clean me up quickly before dad got home. She understood what it looked like to, to raise three boys in, in a in a way that most moms, maybe Andrea, you can relate to this a little bit, um, it's different. I think that there was great joy in that. And a lot of who she is has been pushed into my world and has made me the man that I am today. But she's also going to be the first to say it was not without struggle. It was not without difficulties. There were good days, of course. But even today, in her early 80s, I still think she feels that tension of raising kids. I have to remind her that I'm 49. Like, I'm, Mom, I'm 49. I got this. But she still, even to this day, cares deeply, not just for me, but my family and my children. And in that struggle that she has, she understands the difficulties and the hurdles. And that's what I want to talk about first. Just understanding it's not easy to be a mom. And I think especially today, like, think about all the things that we're dealing with today in the midst of this crazy sickness, and moms being pushed to the extreme in ways that they never really thought that they would have to be. And I think moms have to fight being perfect. This was something that I heard as I solicited some opinions from a number of moms this week in our congregation from leaders, and in that, they, uh, they all kind of pointed towards, it's just it's hard, there's a struggle, there's a comparison, there is this ideal to be perfect. And that's not the case. So what I'd like to do is read a couple of, uh, of stories from a few of the moms from our leadership team, a few of the wives. Um, the first one, I'm not going to mention names, just they're going to flow together, but there's three different letters in here. And then a few different highlights will be throughout the rest of the sermon of other moms in our congregation that gave me some incredible thoughts. This is like the scariest thing I hate reading in public, and now it's going to be on YouTube for forever. Um, so bear with me. It's like takes me back to sixth grade when they call you on you in class and you got to stand up and read and you, and you suck, but um, hopefully this will be better. Motherhood. 
For so many years, I lived in shame of not being enough for these amazing gifts that God gave me. And also living with the lies, thinking that their lives would be so much more fun without me. And that I have brought more harm than good in their lives. I wrestle with the feeling like I lack in the area of nurturing them, engaging them, loving them in the way that I think God would desire. But God in his grace has given me space to heal over the past number of years. And through that work, there has been a lot more kindness and grace in the midst of my weaknesses. And I hope that through this shift, my children are also experiencing the same kindness and the same grace, the love of Christ for them, as I experience the love of Christ for me. I will never be perfect, and neither will they. What I can be is honest and honoring to both myself, my husband, and my children. Though it's a battle to be these things, it requires mega humility. Got it? All right. Where did it go out? Through that second, that second one? Okay. So I'm just going to start here. Sorry about the sound problems, guys. None of us moms are perfect, but it seems like there are new challenges, challenges that make that even more obvious today. Things that really reveal our humanity and our need for Jesus. Even though moms sometimes blow it, I think they bring a stability to the family that is um, really encouraging. It's okay that if you mess up, your family still needs you. And you being there makes a huge difference during these crazy times. Then lastly, uh, this was another one. I'm just going to paraphrase this one a little bit. But just reading through Isaiah 40.11, just talking about how God tends to his flock like a shepherd cares for those that are close to his heart. And then it actually goes one step for, further and says, he has a gentleness for those that have young. And I think that's an encouragement to moms all over, that God is tender in how he leads moms because he knows what it is that they're going through. So in all of that, I think it's unique that we see the struggle. We see it in a way that is real. And in all of those things, unsolicited, the whole concept of perfection came up. And I think that perfection comes from the world and ourselves and not necessarily from God. Because I, I know God will work in the midst of the messiness. He will work in the midst of the challenge and the struggle. So what I want to do is just take a look at what God's design is. Hopefully encourage us, hopefully allow us as husbands but also as children to be part of what God's plan is. So let's go to the beginning. 
this starts even earlier than we think. Now, this is a verse that as I've read this in the past, I read it for myself. I read it for me just thinking, well, God cared so much about me that he knitted me together in my mother's womb. But this also speaks to the profound impact that moms make at the point of inception. That At the very beginning, child is growing within you. God is part of knitting them together, growing them and designing them and, and making them into who he wants them to be in the womb. We've had a few moms in the last few months that have had babies, and um, most recently, Courtney and Jess. So, Courtney, um, you're not a new mom as of a few days ago. You were a new mom for nine months, and you've been walking in a way that has grown your child into the young man that he's going to be. And I, I love that concept that God is already at work with moms, and there is an intimacy and a togetherness that only moms know. In carrying a child for that long, it, it is a thing that God has allowed moms to connect with their kids. And I guarantee you, moms will tell you, they, they will remember that moment. They will remember it. I think my mom, even in, at being 80-something, remembers it. She remembers those moments all the way up to today. And that knitting together is part of how God has designed it. But I also got to say, there are those that have become moms or are part of families that were adopted, too. And I, I recognize that. So even in my family, my wife, Trish, is adopted. My daughter, Eliana, is adopted. And they were knitted together in, in another womb. They were, like for Ellie, we keep telling her, you know, she was in China. And she wants to know where she comes from. I don't know that she completely understands the womb concept yet. But just that whole dynamic of my wife will very specifically tell you who her mom is. Her mom is Lynn. Her mom is the woman that has raised her, who cared for her. And yes, God did knit her together, but he did it in such a way that he also had prepared a home for her, a family for her, and a place for her. So the, the main scripture that we're going to look into today is found in 2 Timothy. And this one is just, it's kind of cool, and I've always read this too from Timothy's perspective, but today we're going to look at it and learn what God is revealing to us through Timothy's mom and grandma. So let's read this together. I remember your sincere and unqualified faith. And this is the amplified version. I kind of like this because it sprinkles in some other things to help just understand what it is that Paul's talking about. The surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ with confident trust in his power, his wisdom, his goodness, which is your faith which first lived in the heart of your grandmother, Lois, your mother, Eunice, and I am confident also lives within you. So you gotta, you got to take this picture. And Paul is utilizing Timothy's grandmother and mother to encourage him. Right after this is the section that Paul talks to Timothy about. You've got to fan into flames the faith that I know you have. What he's talking about is you've got to remember and fan the faith that was established in you through your mom and your grandma. Now, it's unique here because there's no mention of Timothy's dad. There's no mention of who he was in this story. We know he was Greek and his mother married a Greek. And in that difficulty, at that time, a Jewish woman marrying a Greek, she would have been the one with her mom to raise Timothy in a way to know the truth, to know it in a culture that didn't care about that truth. And even in that, that's where God sent Paul and pulled Timothy out to be a disciple because of the commitment and the sincerity that his grandmother and his mother had to raise him in the way that he should go. So as I'm thinking about that, the, the person that comes to my mom, mind is my mother-in-law. 
and I'm, I'm getting emotional. I'm just, yeah. So in our world right now, Trisha's mom is really sick, um, and it's hard. But when I look back, I, I think of Lynn, and I think of the impact that she's had on her family. Today, all of her children are following Jesus. Today, her husband is a committed follower of Jesus. And it's because of her tenacious, sincere faith. This is the verse that she keeps sharing with us on Facebook and through reading of Scripture. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Even today, where her life is towards its end, I think this might have gone off. It just snapped. So we good? So we're now on another camera. Um, so even in the end, when my mother-in-law is struggling with health and pain, her is still impacting me, still impacting my wife and her entire family, literally her whole neighborhood, because she does it with sincerity. She doesn't lie about it. She doesn't pretend it's not happening. She just approaches it. And even in this, she says, I'm ready. When Jesus says it's, it's time, I am ready because I know that he is preparing this place. That there's a sincerity in that faith that is contagious to me. It is a sincerity that really reveals the depth of her faith. It's fervent. It's profound. It's wholehearted. It's earnest. It's true. It's genuine and it's real. It's heartfelt. And that's part of what Paul is talking about in this. He's encouraging Timothy, as I think he's encouraging all of us, to look to our moms, to look to them in such a way where we are going to gather strength from their sincerity of faith. I even look out here and I see Katie and I see Andrea, and I see that continuing to trickle through our community because of the faith that they've had, the way that they will be committed through the good and the bad. That happens in my house with my wife, through the good and the bad. There is a sincerity of faith that at the end of the day continues to draw us back to who God is, his truth and his promises. And this, I believe, is on the top priority list for moms, to make sure that you live life in such a way that you journey your children and the people around you towards Christ in all circumstances and in all situations. So with Timothy, he's going through this thing and the people are coming against him and they're like, you're too young to do all this and he's getting frustrated and he's trying to build this church and Paul's like, dude, just remember the faith, the sincerity that you learned from your grandmother and your mother. I need you to apply that right now. He encouraged him based upon the things that his mom and grandma, like my mom, pressed into me throughout my life. I am who I am in a lot of ways because of what my mom has done in my life. I'm, I am who I am in a lot of ways because of what Lynn has prayed for in my life. She's constantly reminding me that um, she prayed me into Trisha's life, subtly. But she's a, she always tells me, you're here because I prayed for you to be here, which is awesome, and I love that because I love my wife. But I love even at that, she was praying from the very beginning that Trish would find a man that would love the Lord and treat her appropriately. 
And that's part of that sincere faith of walking through it and modeling it in such a way that it really makes an impact. So God has created some standards in that. I'm just going to share three verses with you that kind of reveal God's heart in the middle of all that. It says this, Listen, my son, and we'll say daughter, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are like garland to grace your head and chains to adorn your neck. Mom, your teaching and your instruction is essential. And I, I put that word down and I realized that today essential has a whole new meaning. You know, we're defining what is essential work in our world right now. From God's standpoint, you are an essential worker. You are the one that's going to show up. You're going to give instructions in a way that no one else can to your children. And if accepted by them, they will wear them. They will adorn them on themselves and be reminded of that teaching on an ongoing basis. I got a note um, from one of the other moms that just talked about the importance of raising our children to know the difference between right and wrong, to understand truly the significance of encouraging them to to show love, to show kindness, and to show compassion for the people that are around them. That's what God wants of moms, is to teach, to share, to use the good and the bad to instruct. Now, and this is the point where, um, for you kids who are watching today, your mom is smarter than you think she is. I tell the kids this in youth group. I, they, they look at me like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. She knows a lot more than you, Jason, right? And this is, that, this is that point where moms, you can look at your kids and kind of give them the nod and go, pastor said so. Bottom line, children, you need to honor and respect your moms. You need to understand the roles that they have. God has placed them there to teach you because they know what's best. There are things in your life that they can see that you can't see. There's protective mechanisms that God has put them for to save you, to protect you. And I want you to lean into that and I want you to receive that teaching in a way that your life will be changed so that when you're in a position like Timothy, you can look back and you can say, oh, how would my mom have handled this? What kind of faith would she have used in the midst of this? Next. Whoever robs their father and drives their mother out, pushes them out of their life, is a child who will bring shame and disgrace. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So in this, mothers, don't allow this world or its pressures to drive you out. Don't stop pursuing your children. I know it's tough because there's a lot of things pursuing them right now. There's a lot of voices and there's a lot of interruptions. I think right now, maybe in this pandemic, I was talking to some moms this week, um, there's this renewing of opportunity because your kids are home more. You're not shuttling them to all the soccer practices and stuff. You might be feeling the sense of, oh, maybe this is how it should be. Maybe we don't need to return back to normal. Maybe we don't need to pick up all the busyness of our lives because in that we're pushing our kids out to other people. Maybe right now in the midst of this pandemic and this staying at home stuff, we're able to really be the way God wanted us to be with our kids close to us, mothering them in a way where you're really giving them instructions, where you're showing them what the word of knowledge means in their lives. Grandmothers, this is true for you too. You, you have a voice in the midst of this word of knowledge that is resonated throughout your entire life. Keep speaking those things. Don't allow yourself 
to be pushed out. And kids, don't push your moms out. They do know. They're smarter than you think. Lastly, children, obey your parents and the Lord because it's right. I like how God says that. Not any other thing, but do it because I said so. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment that actually has a promise. So in the middle of all this stuff, there are ten commandments that God has given us. He tells us not to murder people. He tells us not to do other things. And he tells you, you need to honor your mom. And it's the only one in there, the first one with a promise that's attached to it. So I think in God's economy, mothers are incredibly important. He's placed them in our world for a very specific reason. He has a plan and he has a purpose. And he tells you, even in the midst of the Ten Commandments, like there's ten things, top ten list, honor your mom in that. We've talked about this in youth group. And I continue to push our kids in this congregation to be honoring. Not just be a good listener, not just, hey, go clean your room and kind of, fine, but honoring. Yes, I will go clean my room. In a way that shows respect and honor to the position and the person that your mom is. And in that, the promise now brings you to this, so that you will live long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. You'll be able to live with prosperity in the place that God has set you. If you choose to act in a disobedient and an unhonoring way, you're not going to live long. You're not going to last there. It's going to be difficult in ways that you don't understand. So even in the midst, I love this, the Ten Commandments again, top ten things. I'm thinking like, what would be the top ten things I would tell people? And God says, loving and honoring your mom is amongst them, right next to murder. Don't kill people. Honor your mom. So it's important. So moms, you can remind your kids about that. Right? Don't kill. Well, yeah. Um, so Today, it's a privilege for us to be able to just look at moms, to understand what God's purpose is and his plan for moms. I hope that in this you see that that God has orchestrated this for a reason. And on today, I hope that you'll be able to look at your moms in a new way. And for you moms, I hope that you'll be encouraged by this, to see that God, at the very beginning, in the creation of mankind, to the knitting together in wombs, to the declaration in the Ten Commandments, your role is significant. It is essential. It's part of how this whole world needs to work and function. It's not up to us to redesign it. It's up to us to live in it, to find ways to be teaching and and nurturing our kids so that they understand what it looks like to, to truly understand God's word of knowledge, to understand what he wants us to do. So reading this verse again, I remember your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am confident that it's still within you. I read that and I want you to read it and just be encouraged by the moms and the grandmas that God has placed in and around you. And if you don't have that right now, maybe you've lost your mom, I want you to look around this congregation of people. I want to Also be able to take the time today. You've already started seeing people put videos up on our Facebook page. Do that. I want to honor our moms. I want you to take one or two things that you really love and appreciate about your mom. Post it. Nothing honorary. Post nice things about your mom. I want to make sure that we can spend this time because I want to see. I want to see the perspective and I want to share those things with our congregation. It's a bummer today. One of our longstanding traditions is to pass out roses to the moms and in memory of lost moms in this congregation. 
So in replacement of that, I want to flood our Facebook page. So take the time. Dads, you might have to help your kids. There's already a few of them up there and get an idea of what I'm thinking about. I think Mike and Andrea did a cute one. <laughs> it was funny. Do, do that. I just want to be able to see faces. And I think for us as a congregation, it'll be encouraging as well. So as we close this, hopefully today you will have a better understanding of God's plan, God's purpose, and that you be able to leave our time together knowing how important and the impact that it has. Let's pray. Oops. Father, I do thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for just this reminder of who our moms are. I thank you that you designed all of this. Like We're just trying to figure it out ourselves. I thank you that it comes from the throne room of relationship, from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit into our world. And the function of moms is, again, to reveal your glory and lead people, children, and families, and congregations, and communities to you. Father, I pray that today we would honor you by honoring our moms and recognizing that you're the one that created this. Amen. It's been a blessing to uh, have my mom living with us. It's uh, She always brings her applesauce up to the dinner table. She's got this little Tupperware of... I swear it's this, uh, it's like the, the, the jar of oil that the widow had that would never run out. This applesauce, I think, I think is going to last forever. But she always dips all of her food groups into her applesauce. I do, it's just not natural. But she's my mom, and I'm going to honor her with her applesauce and not tease her anymore and and not tease her in front I might of the congregation even, he's speaking that truth I might <laughs> <laughs> I might try to dip my macaroni and cheese in the applesauce like she does but I'll let you know how that goes but yeah I, oh it's it's very uh, yeah <laughs> but it's a privilege to have her with us and um, and now she's she's a two-week-old great-grandmother as well, and it's really awesome to see the legacy that she's left. So let's, uh, as we sing these songs, uh, let's just honor the Lord by honoring our moms. And, and uh, obviously, um, what we're singing about is God and His faithfulness and His goodness and. And so much of that is poured out through our moms. So let's sing.
me the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving God you're 
so good 
usually we're up on stage and we're standing on the floor here um, this morning and I can't help but remember so many Sundays of little babies, my little guys um, laying on a blanket, squirming or running around in church and so we're trying to practice um, for Sunday morning worship and just the life that God has allowed us to live and his blessings and um, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing that word this morning. And I think I've never really thought of it that concretely that my heart is to have a sincere faith, that that as mothers, as people, as children of God, that we would live out a sincere faith. And, you know, you guys might have seen um, us worshiping on there, but you may not have seen us, you know, getting snippy at our kids or frustrated trying to rein them in so that we could practice worship so we could worship on a Sunday morning or thinking back of like I was telling someone this the other day that I think I was telling Malia how sometimes I remember when they were young and I'd be happy and kind of have it together and then I'd be in the small little bathroom trying to give four kids a bath and I'd just you know kind of start to lose it a little bit but even in all that as moms and dads and um that we would try to live out a sincere faith, that we would allow the Lord to just take us where we're at. He knows that we're but dust, but yet his grace is sufficient. So thank you, Kevin, for that word this morning. Shotgun 
you are so good. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the blessings that you bring into our lives. God, we're thankful that even in the hard times that you can shelter us in the shadow of your wings. declare this morning that you are more than enough. God, we just want to rest in your peace and your goodness, your grace, your truth, your love. God, we're thankful that you allow us to enter into that space with you, God, to rest in that in you. we pray that for all those, Lord, that are sitting in their homes or wherever they might be, God, I pray your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. God, may you go before them. God, we pray for healing in homes. We pray for healing across this land. Pray that we would be mothers and people that stand in your truth. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Just end with this chorus. God, you're so Happy Mother's Day.